Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Thursday, October 15th, 2020, halfway through this month. We're brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best in the business, best at what he does, call and take control of your dental health. Happy dental health, happy cardiac health. They are inexorably linked. 317-849-2933 is the number. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. In a minute or so, we're going to talk to the great Darius Leonard, the all-pro linebacker for your Colts. But the Colts this weekend, they take on the Bengals. Here's an opportunity for the Colts to go to 4-2. and two, And they need to go to 4-2. and two. And then they got a bye week. And then you play against the Detroit Lions. And you need to go 5-2 and two against the hapless Lions. If you do that, you got a shot at everything you started the season thinking you had a shot at. If you lose one of these games, you got a problem because six of the final nine opponents are played against teams with a combined record of 23-3 and three right now. You've got the Titans twice. You've got the Steelers, the Bengals. You've got the Ravens. You've got the Raiders. And then you've got two games that you really ought to be favored in, two of them against the Texans, one against the Jaguars. That's a season finale. You've got to find a way to 9-7. and seven. You're 3-2 and two right now. Where are you going to get six wins of those games if you don't beat the Lions and the Bengals? Bengals this weekend. Let's talk to Darius Leonard about that. Let's talk about health, Darius. Thanks for joining. Uh, how hard was it for you to watch that game from the sidelines up in Cleveland? And where are you in terms of how quickly you're going to be able to be back and whether you're going to be back on Sunday? Um, first question, it was it was definitely tough. It was it was so tough, you know, just you know, just standing on the sidelines, just watching your guys compete. And you with me being a competitor, want to be out there then, you know, in the fourth quarter when things get to crunch time, that's when, you know, that's when I feel like I want the pressure on me. I gotta I gotta make a play and not being able to go out there and and make a play to, to help the defense or help this team, you know, it definitely sucks. Um so hopefully, you know, hopefully I can get it right. Um, I think I'm very close, honestly. Um, do, do I know when? But no, um, yeah, I, I do think I'm close. I'm getting better and better each day. So will you practice today? I don't know yet. Um, that's all up to the coach. Um, what, what do you want me to do? Uh, so I honestly don't know. How's your running mate Bobby Okariki played so far, do you think? Um, you, you see the, the difference in them just – you know, just his pre-snap recognition, and you know when the ball snaps, his his first read is is, is getting so um, unbelievable. And you see see him in the past and on past plays. You know, the the two catches that, that was made on him last year, man, that was those are great catches. And you know, if I feel me personally, I feel like if he didn't have that cast on, you know, they don't make neither one of them catches. And um, he just he just taking taking everything in. You know, he's learning from. Um, Walker, you know, just asking questions in the meetings. So then, once we get to the game, you know, every everything's easy easier for him. Um, I just I just see him taking all the right steps in the right directions. Besides getting faster than me, but I don't think that will ever be that. How can you guys get better at overcoming adversity and mistakes? It's definitely mental. It's mental. Um, you know, when sudden change comes, um, especially for for defensively. Um, I don't care if we throw an interception, they return the ball to the one-yard line. I, I feel like, you know, we got to step up. We got to stop them. We got to go to a field goal and 
block the field goal. It, it's just a mindset that you you gotta have that no matter where they put the ball at, they don't move it. And you just you just gotta go out there with that confidence. No matter what what went wrong, you just gotta have confidence in everything that you're doing, everything your teammates is doing, and that y'all can overcome any adversity that that y'all facing. And I think that we're getting better at it. And I just hopefully we can continue to build build on it and. Hopefully we don't have to be in those situations where, you know, things like that go sideways. But when they do, we just got to, we got to stand up. And I, I honestly do feel like that it all, it all start with energy. Like once, like say if we give up a touchdown, um, the offense is there, you know, shaking our hand. All right, cool. We got y'all right here. We got y'all coming up. Or same vice versa if, you know, the defense throwing an interception. My first thing, I'm, I'm trying to be the first one on the field letting the guys know that, hey, we got your back. And once you know that the the other unit has your back, that just gives you so much more swagger, so much more confidence, because no matter what you do, the other, the other side believe in you, and we believe in each other. When you play a quarterback like Joe Burrow, who can extend plays with his legs, what's the key to getting stops? What's the key to getting him off the field? Level rush. You know, everything starts with the rush. Everything starts with the rush, and – we got to make sure up front, whatever, you know, whatever we're doing, if we're rushing with four or we blitzing or whatever it is, we got to make sure that we keep keep the pocket and just make sure he can't get out. I just feel like that we we have a great off, I mean, defensive line that, you know, has been doing a great job all year of, you know, getting to the quarterback, harassing the quarterback. You know, we're getting closer and closer each each game of getting more sacks. And, you know, in, in due time, we're going to put this, put this all together. And I, I don't see no offensive line that can block, that can block our defensive line. Thanks, Darius. Appreciate the time and the insight. Hopefully you're on the field this coming Sunday. We want to see you play. It's fun to watch a guy do what he's joyful about doing. And that's what Darius Leonard brings to this team. He brings unbridled joy to the football field. And he's really, really fun to watch. Hopefully the Colts are fun to watch this Sunday. Because like I said, you got to win this Sunday. Because the schedule, which has been kind to you so far, is going to turn surly after that game against the Lions. You don't want to lose against the Bengals and have to move through that bye week hoping that you can beat the Lions or all is lost. Because if you finish that, if you end that Lions game three and four, you have no chance to go to the playoffs whatsoever. If you're five and two, all the things that you thought were possible at the beginning of the season, they actually are. You can get there from here. You can get to 10 and six from here. If you beat the Bengals and you beat the Lions, of course, you're going to have to stop the Bengals running game and you're going to have to try to contain Joe Burrow. On the other side of the ball, the Bengals don't do much as far as stopping the run. So you're going to have to run the football well. I look for Jonathan Taylor to have a big game. Naheem Hines might have a big game tight ends. We don't know whether Mo Ali Cox is going to be able to go or not this weekend. He's questionable right now. He didn't practice yesterday, but we like what we saw on the injury report yesterday, Anthony Costanzo practiced. He was limited, but he practiced, and that's a big deal. We saw what LaRaven Clark represents at left tackle for the Colts. We don't want to see that anymore. We want Anthony Costanzo and that offensive line to be intact across all five spots. If you've got that, you've got a shot to run the football really, really well against the Cincinnati Bengals, and if you can run the ball well against the Bengals, you got a hell of a shot to beat them because you're going to get a lead, right? If you can run the football well. We've seen what the Colts can do in that opening drive. They have scored a touchdown four out of those five drives to open games. 
if they can get another one this weekend, take a lead, then the Bengals, they got to kind of chase you a little bit. You get to play from up front, and the Colts are really good at playing from up front. They are not good at coming from behind. We saw that against Cleveland. Even though that defense kind of locked it down in the second half, the offense didn't have enough kind of jet fuel in it to get back into that game and win it, especially with Phillip Rivers throwing the two picks, including the pick six, and taking the safety. Can't have that this Sunday against the Bengals. Game time, like I said, 1 o'clock. It's on Fox 59. There are still tickets available, 12,500. Lucky fans are going to be able to attend the game this weekend, and it's a lot of fun. You think it's not going to be fun without 65,000 Colts fans there? No. There's no parking worry. There's no uh, line to get into the place worry. The concourses are mostly empty. So everything that kind of annoys you about going to a Colts game when it's really, really crowded, or maybe it excites you, but annoys, I think that's fair for a lot of people. All those things gone this weekend with the Colts and the Bengals. I want to talk about the NCAA for a minute because I I talked about it this morning during breakfast, but I don't know that I kind of got deep enough into it. I wrote about it at KenSterling.com. Here's what happened yesterday. The Division I Council, headed by Grace Calhoun, who used to work at Indiana University in the athletic department, then became the athletic director at Loyola. She runs this thing. And what they decided yesterday, or announced yesterday, two things. One, that you aren't going to have to have a 500 or better record to go to a bowl. That's a good thing. That was a fait accompli, right? Because nobody, like Indiana, is not going to have a better than 500 record. They don't have the three patsies at the beginning of the season, and so they're, they're going to have a tough time coming out of the Big, Big Ten East with a winning record or a 500 record. That's just the way it is, and there are a lot of programs like that. So not needing a winning record, that is a good thing. The other thing, though, they have decided that winter sports athletes are going to have their scholarships, and, and not just their scholarships, But their ability to play, they're going to have their eligibility extended to a fifth year without having to take a redshirt year. This is designed to to solve the problem that COVID has created, that it's patently unfair for student-athletes who are trying to get on the court, to try to get on the mat, get on the pitch, get on the field, whatever, rank, and, and, and compete at the level they thought that they were going to be able to, but can't because of COVID, or it might be restricted because of COVID. So uh, the NCAA has said, take an extra year of eligibility. What that does, though, is uh, let's take college basketball, for instance. In, in men's and women's college basketball, you've got 13 available scholarships. That means 13 players on scholarship all playing. If you give seniors that extra year of eligibility. Incoming freshmen, where are they going to get their scholarships from? This is a problem. If Indiana, and Indiana is a bad example because they've only got 11 guys on scholarship, but if they were full to 13 and they were scheduled to graduate three guys, but because this D1 council made the determination that uh, they're eligible for another year, where are the scholarships going to come from for the incoming freshmen? That's a problem for schools, for athletic departments. Big problem. And that's why I'm against this. This is, this. you're solving with goodwill. 
and no malice aforethought. You're solving a problem that COVID created. It's not the fault of a student athlete that COVID is, is kind of messing with stuff and, and making life difficult on campuses. Uh, you can't play in front of fans in a lot of places. There are a lot of problems. It's a different experience for student athletes. And, and giving an extra year of eligibility, while a heartfelt, decent thing to do, is not so smart up here because you're creating more problems than you're potentially solving. What about the minutes? We've got physics at work. Okay, you've got 13 scholarships. There are going to be no more scholarships, no fewer. You're dealing with 13. That's a hard number. Then you're dealing with 200 minutes in college basketball, 200 minutes of game action that need to be divided among those guys five at a time, the players, and the men and women, five at a time. So you've got 200 available minutes that can be played. But if you've got all these people, and if you've got juniors, who thought that they were, hey, you know what? With these guys graduating, all of a sudden, I got more minutes? That isn't going to happen. Same thing on down the line. You're, you're creating problems for student athletes, and I don't think it's a very good idea to create problems as you solve them. What you would like to do is solve problems and not create any. But the unintended consequences of this ruling are serious for incoming freshmen and for other people who are on the team. It's not a good idea to open this thing up to more than 13 scholarships. It's a terrible idea to extend the games to hope that more people get an opportunity to play. You've got to be welcoming of the incoming freshmen. You've got to be respectful of the seniors, but they've gotten their end of the bargain. They're going to get their degree without paying a dime for that degree. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning, straight up at 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, immediately thereafter on Periscope and Twitter, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call them, 317-849-2933.